6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Okay, there are all sorts of ideas that are floating around these days on how to help fix, you know, Canada's housing crisis. Many are still trying to find a way to cool off those overheated markets in Vancouver and in Toronto. And boy, oh boy, if you know anyone who has been moving over the past year, even places like Ottawa or the East Coast, the the cost of housing really through the roof. So now the Vancouver-based think tank Generation Squeeze is proposing a, a progressive tax that would affect homes valued at more than $1 million and then get larger on homes valued at $3 million and more. Dr. Paul Kershaw is a professor at the University of British Columbia School of Population and Public Health and is the founder of Generation Squeeze. Hey, Dr. Kershaw, welcome back to the show. Great to have you here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm kind of excited about talking about a tax idea that might actually be you know, exciting people in Alberta because they don't have to pay it. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there is that. So tell us about how this would work, Paul. All right. Well, we are proposing, as you summarized, a surtax on homes over a million bucks. That's only 10% of Canadians um, who are mm-hmm. living in homes that are that value. So 90% wouldn't pay a penny more. In Alberta, you have much lower home prices than we have in Ontario and B.C. So very, very few people in Alberta would face it. And um, we think about it as a price on housing inequity. I, I know people in Alberta sometimes get frustrated about the price on pollution. Here's a way I think you can have, uh, you know, and you sort of turn the screws the other way into other provinces as a pros and housing inequity that will be disproportionately impacting Ontario and BC. And what do we mean? Well, when Albertans go to work today, 100% of your earnings are going to be taxed. And if you take some of those earnings and invest them in the stock market, 50% of your return on investment is going to be taxed. But if you're a homeowner, as I am, and you enjoy wealth windfalls, barely any of the increase in your home equity will be taxed. And I should know, BC Assessment told me last year my home went up by half a million dollars while I slept Come in a single on, year. Come on, Paul. Really? No, that's half a million bucks, which is more than the average price of a home in Alberta. In one single year, I gained that wealth, wow. and it is not going to be subject to tax. And so the retiree in Edmonton right now who pays taxes on her pension income, just like the retiree does in Vancouver or Toronto, but in Edmonton, the retiree didn't gain hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars in home equity when the retiree in Vancouver and Toronto did. And I think by failing to acknowledge the wealth gained in principal residences, we are asking both retirees to kind of pay taxes at similar levels. And if I were the retiree in Alberta, I'd be annoyed. Yeah, you know, and, and I know that the, the wealth inequality aspect of, of this is something that uh, you're, you're very passionate about it, obviously. But part of me thinks, well, hell, you know what? You decided to live in Vancouver. I decided to live in Edmonton. And, you know, if, if your house goes up 500 grand, it's not, it's, it's, not, it's not a bug in my bonnet. It's not going to tick me off that you've made more than and, and, and not going to get taxed on it than, than me. Okay, then what's, well, what's going on in my world? So I appreciate that. That's interesting, but it has such a lot of collateral damage for young folks and newcomers of any age in the regions where these prices are out of control. So let's think about it this way. Think about an offshore tax shelter. 
it annoys Canadians because it motivates our residents to move <laughs> money out of Canada to preserve assets. But when we shelter home ownership from taxation the way that I just described, it then incentivizes regular everyday Canadians to bank on high and rising home prices to gain wealth. And the moment that our policy system turns home ownership into an investment strategy, we entangle homeowners in the hope that home prices will rise beyond local earnings. And the moment we want that is the moment we're willing to tolerate crushing affordability for those who walk in our footsteps. And that's what we're seeing. Yeah, and the fact is, is that the, I would say that uh, the, I, I don't even a majority of of Canadians do look at 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 their home as an investment, as a good investment, as a way to make money. That somewhere down the road we can sell it and maybe have some extra money to retire. And and and, and for you, that's not cool. Not any longer. It worked for one generation at one time where you could have housing both as a place to call home and as a way to get rich. Mm. But the only way you can have it, the way to get rich, is to hope that home prices leave local earnings behind and it hurts your kids and grandchildren. And I don't know anyone who's getting older who wants to hurt their kids and grandchildren, but that's when we do, when we have a housing system that tolerates this growing gap between home prices and earnings. And, and, yeah. and, and I know you're, you're like, I don't care about you getting half a million dollars in, no, in, in no. Vancouver, Paul. <laughs> It's it's not that though, but here's the thing: if 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 I sell my if, if I pass away and, and my I, I've made three hundred four hundred grand on my house, it's, it's going to probably be willed to my kids anyway. Perfect, and this is then becoming a major source of both between generations inequality and within generations inequality. So young people, mm-hmm. especially in some of our bigger cities, are getting hammered. Their hard work doesn't pay off like it used yeah. to because they have to work so much more to try and become a homeowner. And often in our bigger cities now, they just uh, can't, and so their consolation is rising rents. So sure, you might yeah. think the bank of mom and dad or grandma and grandpa helps <laughs> my kids later on, but... You know, there's a third of Canadians who don't have mom and dad as homeowners. And so they're not going to get that inheritance. Plus, I can give to my family members so much more than you can give to yours. My kids can go anywhere. My family members can go anywhere. Yours are much more constrained. And so we've got a housing system that's breaking down. Yeah, and, and I, I get what you're saying, Paul. I guess my nose just doesn't get out of joint of it. But I get, I get, I get the points that you're making, and I appreciate that. I want to just switch gears for a second here. Dr. Paul Kershaw joining me this afternoon, uh, the founder of Generation Squeeze. So we know, and you mentioned this off the top of our interview, that only about, what, uh, 10% of Canadians live in homes that are, are worth over $1 million. So when you take those places out of it, you take Vancouver and Toronto out of it, how would something like this work to fix affordability in in communities, for example, like Edmonton, where it still might be very expensive for someone to to buy a house? It's not over a million, but it might be five hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars, and they still can't afford that. Right. Great. So three things. First, by our signaling, we're going to try and uh, reduce somewhat that home ownership tax shelter. We're going to try and discourage people treating housing as this investment strategy. So we'll slow down home growth, home price growth. Just slowing down home prices allows earnings to catch up. And that's one way to restore affordability. Second, the uh, price on housing inequity that we're proposing would raise about $5 billion a year, which we could then invest into building new supply of deeply affordable purpose-built rental and cooperative housing because more and more that's what's uh, needed by people who are being priced out of home ownership. And third, we're in a competition right now for what people want from housing. Is it a place to call home or a way to get rich? You can't have both. 
and have that sustain your housing system over time. And so we're really putting out a provocative idea that's designed to have people say, which one do I want? Because we need to signal to our policymakers that to restore affordability for all, we need home prices to stall so that earnings can catch up. Well, you know what? I can I can tell you, Dr. Kershaw, you got my text line just fired up this afternoon. And you know what? Hey, great thing, because we're having a conversation about it, and it gets people thinking about it. But I'm wondering, you know, you, you, you talk, and we're almost out of time here, but there's a, a lot of folks that are out there that are saying that necessarily a new tax is not the answer. We need to increase supply. And I know that you're talking about the money being raised from this tax would go towards increased supply. But shouldn't governments just be looking at, you know, building affordable and better affordable housing as a basic shouldn't that just be being done sure but we need to pay for it so i'm proposing that people winning out in the lottery of good housing timing like me should contribute more to building it in addition i'd be willing to go into your neighborhoods in edmonton that are zoned for single detached housing and say would you please welcome more density so that we can build more supply and i'd also go to the bank of canada and say hey uh the low interest rates we're using to fuel our economy during the pandemic and before is causing collateral damage in our housing system we need to do it all but if we're not willing to have the tax conversation we're throwing away one entire tool for a problem that's so critical that we need to solve as quickly as we darn well can. One more question for you, Paul. Do you have any concern that um, that a tax like this would just have folks sitting on their properties and saying, hey, I'm not going to sell it? No, because it's not a capital gains tax. That's the beautiful thing. It is just, you ha- we have property taxation. We don't do a ton of it. Uh, it's all at the municipal level and just talk to a municipal politician about how little they're able to raise by it. And so, <laughs> no, we are going to be having a tax on every year. And you don't necessarily need to pay it if you're like house wealthy but cash constrained. If there are some people in Metro Van and the GTA, then you could defer payment until the sale of the home when you're when the asset became more liquid. But uh, no, it's it's definitely not a capital gains tax, and it's intentionally designed not to be for a whole range of reasons that we don't have time to chat about now. But I'd love to stay on and hear about your listeners who hate the idea, and then I want to ask them: Do you live in a million dollar home? And let's talk it out. <laughs> you know what, Dr. Kershaw, I always enjoy our conversations. You always give us uh, something to think about, and I sure appreciate that. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure. Have a great day. Yeah, take care. That's Dr. Paul Kershaw, who is a professor at the University of BC School of Population and Public Health and founderation, a founder of Generation Squeeze. And you can hear, you know, part of, of the work that he does is, you know, this, this advocating to... Um, uh, you know, uh, to, to change what he sees is wealth inequality and, you know, saying that, you know, kids that are 25, 30 years old now can't afford to, to, to buy a house because of the skyrocketing prices and more or less saying that's not fair. And I'm like, well... Okay, to each their own. I definitely agree that there needs to be more affordable housing. Is this the way to do it?